Hey, Token CEO listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Go. I'm never going to have a better call than this. Hello. Oh, my God. I got You're You cannot be a push. Nobody is going to respect you. We got to get going on that. Be comfortable when you're yeah. six. That's creepy. You're also stunting your life. I don't know if that was helpful. This is Work Like a Girl. I'm Erica Nardini. This is our call-in show where we dispense all sorts of advice to women and all sorts of people who want to get ahead in their career. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Um, What's your question? My question was about virtual interviews and what your advice would be for standing out during a virtual interview when you're also interviewing with other candidates. Ooh, okay. I love this. So are you in the interview process right now? Um, Yes. I actually applied and then they just contacted me that they wanted me to interview later today. So Shit. Same day? (laughs) With them. Yeah, like literally this afternoon at five o'clock. <laughs> oh my god, are you stressed? I'm I'm very excited because it would be a big professional shift for me. Um, so I'm super excited and very hopeful, and very hopeful I could get some good advice because I'm also nervous. <laughs> Do you think this company has their shit together that they're like, oh wait, you haven't heard from us, and now we're we'd like to have an interview with you in ninety minutes? Well, I literally just applied yesterday. Oh, okay. So, so they're on it. Actually, back almost right away. Yeah, which is nice to know. Okay, that's great. Um, so one is so everybody's going to judge you by what your what you look like and what your Zoom looks like. So you want to be thoughtful about the space that you set up, right? Like you want it. I don't think it needs to look good, but it needs to look like you. Like it should be authentic to who you are. Um, the the second thing is like, make sure that there's no distractions or there's as few distractions as possible. Like, so your dog's not barking or the door isn't slamming or like whatever you can do to make the space like quiet and focused so that you can focus on the interview. I think that's huge. And then I think the third thing that I would do is in an interview, when somebody asks you questions, you want to, it's hard to create almost connection with people over zoom or over video because you're not in the you're not like physically in the room with another human so one idea you might want to think about is when the interviewer the manager whomever is asking you questions like one like write down a couple words from the question like you've heard the question um so it shows you that it shows that you're engaged and then the second thing is when you say back the answer you know use the words use some of the words that they used in asking you the question so um so for example someone might be like what are the things you've learned at your last job or what are the biggest successes you've had at your last job that you would apply to this job and you would say Yeah, like, you know, thanks for asking about the successes I had at my last job. I learned a lot at my last job. And here are the things that I I felt went really well and contributed to the overall success of the company. 
the next question is going to be something like, well, what didn't go well? And you want to have a thoughtful, good answer for that. But I think repeating some of the words that the interviewer uses, one, it helps them feel that you heard them. And then two, it helps ground your answer so you're not off like rambling in space about something nobody cares about. The other way to stand out is like, don't force it. But if your background is unique or where you're taking the interview from is unique, like it's a good, it's just a cool opportunity to like create a little bit of a conversation with someone. Um, I think that's really important. And then the last, like we're in the, we're in the midst of a ton of interviews here and I've been interviewing virtual candidates virtually. And the one thing that I don't love is when the candidate seems like kind of distracted in the interview or if the camera isn't facing the person head on. So you kind of get like half their face. You don't really get eye contact. So one, just making Mm -hmm. sure you're making the eye contact and you look engaged and then that you're able to have like as, as relatable and engaging a conversation as possible, knowing that it's, it's difficult to do when you're not in the same room. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Well, DM us and let us know how it goes. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you for your time. Okay, great. Good luck, Heather. Hi, Erica. Hi, Peter. Yeah, I just had a quick question. I know you're running out of time. Uh, I used to be a big fan of the show, The Big Brain. Our show, uh, The Big Brain? 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, I As soon as I heard it was coming out, I was watching every episode on a week-by-week basis. Um, and then nothing. I guess maybe COVID or whatever have you kind of ended mid-2019. But I was wondering what kind of decisions go into canceling a show like that or any show in general. Um, and if the answer is money, you can you could say that and, and hang up. Um, okay, Peter. So Big Brain was an awesome production. It was a great show. Really good big idea. Um, part of what made it great was the way we set up the show. At that point in time, in Barstool's history, we had not done big set productions like that. Like that was probably our first really big production. Like we rented a studio and there were booms and mics and lights and it was like a whole thing and we'd never done that before. So really awesome for us. And it was it was kind of the first time we were getting into not scripted, but more reality type of drama type of show. And we started to think about, could we create the Barstool version of Shark Tank and whatnot, which is obviously where Big Brain came from. We completely messed up how that entire after the show ended, how we managed everything from the show. Like, we have no infrastructure to invest in companies. We have no time to help these companies grow. So if you remember, we invested in like 10 companies, maybe. And we had no system to do that. We didn't have any resources to do it. Barstool was taking off like a rocket ship. We didn't have a whole, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time to invest and grow and nurture and support the companies or even to ha- to help the companies by virtue of their association with Barstool. Like there were so many ideas that came from entrepreneurs in that show that we just never did anything with. I loved that show too. I thought Mike Rapoli was amazing. John Taffer was amazing. Dave's always so great. But we didn't have what CNBC had, which is like, hey, this is how we're going to invest in these companies. Like Dave's not really a you know professional investor. Mike Rapoli's an amazing CEO. John Taffer is an investor, but he's also a TV personality. And I was trying to run Barstool Sports. So it, we didn't have the right focus. We didn't have the right ecosystem to help these companies 
build themselves off a barstool. And then we didn't have the right infrastructure to give those entrepreneurs what they needed to succeed. So that's really why it didn't work out. Awesome. Thanks a lot for your time. Okay. See you later, Peter. Hi, Talia. Wow, I can't believe I got through. So thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I can't believe I'm talking to you on the phone. But um, my question was how to talk about uh, career aspirations in an interview, okay. especially as a woman, and especially if the answer is ultimately a CEO without sounding intimidating or conceited or any of those words that people use about women, unfortunately. Okay, I love that. Um, so are you in the middle of an interview process? Are you interviewing? Kind of. I'm actually interviewing to move over to a different side of my company. I'm currently in marketing and I want to move over to product. Okay. One, I think that's super smart. Um, I think you can only get so far in marketing and then moving to product is a great way to, frankly, just have a higher ceiling for your career. Like you have more potential coming out of product, especially if you know marketing and product, then I think you can be pretty formidable. So I think that's super smart. Um, I think... You want to just have substance if somebody asks you the question of like, what do you want out of your career? Like you, you, I think there's a lot of people who say like, oh, I want to be a CEO or I want to run this or I want to do that or I want to be a celebrity or I want to be, you know, I want to be a like professional hockey player. Like anybody can say they want to be anything, but you want to have the substance behind it of like, why do you want to be that? How are you going to get there? What does that mean to you? What, what do you think you have to learn? Why do you want to do that kind of thing? So one of the things is that it's, no, nobody, it's nobody's business what your career aspiration is, but yours. And so when you get asked that question, sometimes I think it's kind of a trick question where your manager is seeing how ambitious you are or the hiring, you know, the interviewer is seeing you know, how high your ceiling is or how, how big you think you could be. But then they're also, to your point, and especially for women, they're kind of judging you based on the answer. So, you know, I think, I don't know that it helps you win the interview to be like, I want to be the CEO. Like, I actually think that kind of makes <laughs> you vulnerable of like, why the fuck do you exactly. think you're qualified, you know? So, I might answer it where you're like, hey, you know, like, I think the sky's the limit. I'm really invested in my career. I I have so much to learn. I love this, this, and this. I'm really passionate about the accomplishments I've had in this, that, and the other thing. And what I'm really hopeful is that I can continue to, you know, contribute in a really meaningful way that I help the company's performance overall, that I get to learn and work with really inspiring and, and impressive people, and that I develop skills that enable me to have as big a remit as possible where you know, I want to manage a lot of people. I want to have a big impact on the organization. I want to be able to... Oh, you are right. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm like literally taking the whole Oh, okay. There's like somebody's gonna run you over with like their tractor right now is what it sounds like. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm outside of course I'm outside my office. I don't want to take my third up office. Um so anyways, I think you could have those type of answers and that that gives the person interviewing you a good sense of like how high you think and how big you wanna be without setting yourself up for like, you know, if you say, Hey, I wanna be the CEO, that person's probably thinking to themselves, well, I'm going to report to the CEO. So you're going to be a threat to me. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. it, it lets you it lets you show ambition without you being competitive. Okay, I love that answer. Thank you. I mean, obviously, my 
two-part question to it was like, how do I move over to a different side of the business without burning a bridge? So, okay. So you're, so the question is, how do you, how do you move over to a new side of the business without burning the bridge that you're in in your existing side of the business? Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And like, I just got promoted on this side of the, of the company and I'm in kind of this like weird spot where like, I've been waiting to hear from the product side, but marketing offered me a promotion, couldn't turn that down. So I'm in like a funny spot. And does your current manager know that you're interviewing for the other job? Not exactly. She knows I'm interested. I've been very open about my interest in product, um, but doesn't exactly know that there's been conversations. Okay. So I don't know how your company works. Like, one thing is like the HR people are obviously going to be like, hey, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at this person from this side of the company and that person from that side of the company. So I think it's great to do the exploratory conversation or a first interview without like raising your hand and signaling that you're doing it. But I do think it's probably a good idea to talk to your HR person or the recruiter just to be like, hey, I don't I don't want to, you know, should I not get this role? I, I love my current job, so I don't want to burn any bridges there. But you want to be as transparent as, you know, as transparent as you can be and as, as thoughtful as you can be in navigating what could otherwise be seen as kind of a tricky or a conflicting conversation. I think the message to your current manager or team is hey, there's a role open in product. You know I've always been super interested in product. I love this company. I love my job. I'm so excited to accomplish all of these things. But I really wanted to learn more about what happens in the production group and or in the product group, what happens in the product group and how they do things and why they do things and what the group looks like. Um, and I really felt like I should take the opportunity to learn more about the position, learn more about that role. And it gives me a more wholesome look at this company and also a better picture of what I should be thinking about in my career. That's super helpful. Thank you. I, I'm so happy I got to chat this through. Okay. Yeah, no, you can do it. There's no shame in, there's no shame in switching jobs, period. And there's no shame in switching jobs in your company. So you just want to be, you don't want to, you don't want to be skittish or sketchy about it. Agreed. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Let's go. I'm never going to have a better call than this. Hello. Oh, my gosh. I got You're back. You cannot be a pushover. Nobody is going to respect you. We got to get going on that. Be comfortable when you're yeah. six. That's creepy. You're also stunting your life. I don't know if that was helpful. 